I am Milusi Ngala, Senior Researcher at Corruption Watch. In this edition of the Corruption Watch podcast, we will bring you a conversation between myself and independent candidates who are running for the 2021 local government elections in South Africa. Now, local government is a sphere of government that is very important in South African lives. It's important because this is where people interact directly with officials. This is where people will receive basic services. When we talk about water, sanitation, it happens at municipality level. If we talk about the provision of electricity, and this is where the realization of other socioeconomic rights come to be. Corruption Watch is a civil society organization that asks members of the public to report incidents of corruption to them. We take these reports in, categorize them according to our understanding of corruption, which is the abuse of power for personal or private gain. These reports are used for select investigations, exposés, research endeavors, and it's what we use to engage with communities throughout South Africa so that we can address the scourge of corruption in the country. In conversation with me today will be Siamo Malachi as well as Vincent Jones, who are participating in the sixth local government elections in South Africa. Today, I'm Siamo Malachi. I'm an independent candidate in Ward 19, Mangawu, Lum CBD, Willows, and some surrounding areas. I'm 23 years old. I've been an activist for the past few years fighting for sustainable solutions to hunger, the lack of shelter, and the general basic rights of people here in the area. Hi everybody, I'm Vincent Jones. I'm the leader of New Horizon Movement based in Mfuleni. We are contesting all 45 wards in Mfuleni in these uh, upcoming elections. We are contesting three in Midval, and eight in um, Lisedi. I'm the leader of the church. Thank you for joining us at Corruption Watch for this discussion, which is very important in relation to local governance. As we all know, local government is the first instance where people can actually interact with governance. It was quite important for us as Corruption Watch to have a conversation with independent candidates to understand from their perspective what is of importance, how can we improve service delivery at that level of government, and also then how can we grow and sustain democracy in South Africa. So to get us started, I would like to talk to you about the key issues that you have identified in your respective areas. Uh, Vincent, may I please start with you? I think a number of research, political commentation, and uh, and so on, and also our experience in Mfuleni, has revealed that there are too many problems in local government, but they all come down to three issues. One, incompetence. Two, 
political interference, and the three, corruption. So we discuss and talk about a lot of things, but finally, the problems countrywide come back to these three. You know that cadre deployment has been a problem in our country and surely has been a problem in Mfuleni, where the whole municipality becomes politicized. And let me say the whole country. We are a highly politicized country. Unions are politicized. The SOEs are politicized. Religion is, is, is politicized to a point that we don't quite know the difference between politics and governance. And that is the problem. And like I said, unfortunately, you find that even in national politics, where leaders of a political party goes to visit a political party in Zimbabwe and take a defense force aircraft. And somehow it's like it's okay. They don't see a conflict. They don't see a problem that this is a party political trip and you may not use resources of taxpayers' government to do that. Let me come to the local. You come to um, local municipality offices. You want an office maybe of a town planner or something, and you find a group of people sitting there. It's a branch meeting. You know, they are using municipality resources, photocopying computers and so on. But the other problem is that if you are deployed as a political deployee into municipality, you seem to be coming with this cloud. You're coming in into governance as very, very powerful. And as a result, politicians, they collapse every system every government system that is there because all of a sudden an MMC um, for community safety is a chairman of the branch. And so he brings with him that power from politics into governance. And everything, whatever he says, whatever he does, he cannot be questioned because he's this powerful person. You know, so there is that um, political interference where even pol- uh, officials, they don't know how far they should go in questioning what this political deployee says, you know. And, and so that destroys local government, political deployees. That's one part. Corruption, I mean, go to the AG's report and uh, we try to justify it to say this is unfruitful expenditure. This is that kind of an expenditure. But it is corruption. And you find funds that are meant for this, used for the other, and many a times to support the agenda and the programs of political parties, and you find people helping themselves personally 
with the resources of the municipality. And the third area is a question of incompetence, where you have people who are completely unqualified occupying high positions in local municipality. You see colleagues being a treasurer of a branch cannot make you qualify to be a CFO of municipality. I live in the CBD, which is one of the most resourced places. It's where most people come to find opportunities. People come here looking for work. People come here to start out their small businesses. You've got a lot of informal traders. It's meant to be the place full of opportunity, but instead it's full of decay. And that's exactly what corruption does to an area. It decays it of its resources. Funding that's meant to start up young businesses, that's meant to keep public institutions like parks, museums, libraries up and running in the area are being misallocated. And that ends up in disappointment. It ends up in homelessness and expands the hunger. It means that people are suffering in the area because local government resources aren't being used on people. For me, that's the defining feature of corruption in the area. There's an extensive amount of resources. I mean, the area that I live in, it's got the municipality stadium, it's got the largest mall in the area, it's got a few universities, it's got libraries and museums, it's got a lot of open fields where a while ago there used to be arts and culture festivals and regular arts markets. All of that has now decayed over time. People are left without work because small businesses can't even pay their own rent. You've got people that can't pay rent. Most of the people living in our area are tenants because they don't have income, they can't pay rent. Those buildings end up becoming decayed and abandoned. And as a consequence, you start to see more drug trade in those buildings, more crime, and the desperation of many people in the area gets converted into a lack of safety. So one issue leads to the next issue which leads to a further issue and becomes a cycle of violence within the area. So the defining feature I'd say of our area is it's a place that has extensive resources that aren't being used on people. Tiamo, so what positive change do you think you'll bring to your local government? So you have to look at who's keeping the community standing at the moment. It's non-governmental organizations, it's community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, activists like myself. We move around the area and we try and increase community safety. We work at a soup kitchen where we give food to the homeless and the hungry. We look for abandoned buildings that are state-owned and we try and fix them up so people can occupy and use them. We also look at public spaces like parks and try and fix them up as well to make them safer and more community-focused. That's the work we're already doing in the area and that's virtually everything that's holding the community up. Now, what happened when COVID-19 hit is a lot of the resources that regular members of the community used to have got lost because people lost their jobs. A lot of the livelihood was destroyed by lockdown and COVID-19. That meant that the people holding the community up were not able to do that anymore. And so what uh, we aim to achieve by running for local government is accessing municipal resources so we can continue doing the work we've already been doing right now in order to help people access shelter, basic services like food, to care for people who have lost their jobs, who no longer have any kind of form of income, and also to prevent violence, crime, and other dangerous community harms from growing as a result of people's desperation. So I'd say, um, to wrap that all up, what we can achieve in local government is unlocking resources. One of 
my key uh, strategic plan, Melus and colleagues, is depoliticizing local government. And we're not talking about just one political party. We're saying all party politics must be out of local government. Local government is the third sphere of governance. Therefore, it's about implementation. And therefore, it is very important that after we've depoliticized, we are talking to people to say, party politics has got no place in local government. And therefore, it's important that we vote in movements such as New Horizon Movement, which is an alliance of business, churches, and other civic organizations. And once we have depoliticized, we professionalize, we make sure that we appoint right people, qualified, skillful, and people who are passionate for local government to run properly. And one of the things is that we cannot get investment. We cannot get people employed if municipality is not run properly. And therefore, it is very important that we depoliticize, professionalize local government so it's run properly and professionally. And then in that way, we'd be able to create jobs for people. Can you please tell me a little bit about your strategies to deal with challenges coming from political parties? I agree entirely with Vincent. We do need to depoliticize local government. See, with a political party, they think about how they can get stronger, how they can get bigger. If they're a small party, they're trying to get more seats. If they're a large party, maybe they're trying to get above 50% to get the majority because they're nearly there or... Maybe they have already above 50%, but they want to get even more to cement their power to get a super majority. So parties are always thinking about getting as bigger as they can. But with independent candidates, we look at things very differently because we can only get one seat. It's impossible to get more than one seat. We aren't contesting for PR. We're only contesting in our area. So what we think about and what makes our political career survive is how best do we serve that one seat? How do we serve the people who actually live in our community? And I think that's one big shift that would be politicized council. If you have individuals that are only thinking about their own community and aren't thinking constantly about how to increase their seats as much as possible, how to get as much power as they can. The second thing I think that will change uh, the political nature of local government is if people knew exactly who their councillor is, who their councillor candidates are, a lot of them hide behind their political parties. So the, the political party campaign does a collective instead of the individual, the, the candidate that's running, actually speaking about what their intentions are, what their politics are, and then people deciding who to vote for based on that. So that obviously changes with independence as well, because an independent candidate has to put themselves out there, has to explain themselves to the community and gain the community's trust. So it changes the entire structure of local politics, not just me as Tiamo, but any independent running would change that. Well, what have we done personally in our area is we've looked at how we can strengthen community groups. So what political parties do, they try and strengthen the party as much as possible. Everything's about the party. Give all your funding to the party, give all your strength to the party, defer all authority to the party. What we're trying to do is we're trying to strengthen organizations in the area, uh, youth groups that exist in the area, local businesses. We're trying to strengthen churches. So non-governmental groups need to become strong as well, rather than just strengthening your local government or your political party. And if your community is strong, it's easier for them to hold their government to account, to make demands, to achieve their objectives, and to make sure that everyone is capable. Effectively, we're creating a community for everyone. 
we must get them not to be elected by the electorate. We are campaigning at the same time, educating electorate about the role of local government in a community, that we can only run the local government properly if it's depoliticized. So that is the first thing. We are working hard to make sure that none of them reach 80%, especially the ruling party, unfortunately. That is the first thing. And secondly, we are not going to get into collision with any political party because our stand and our vision is to depoliticize local government. We wouldn't mind to work with all political parties in a non-political way, in a way where they support the plan of New Horizon movement to change things around. But we'll be compromising ourselves if we can go into coalition with them. But we invite them to work with us in a non-political manner. Why do you think that you as independent candidates are better suited to deal with issues relating to accountability, transparency and good governance? We are better suited as independent candidates and civic movements to deal with issues of corruption and accountability because we are bringing expertise. We are bringing people who are qualified to run municipality. But secondly, we are bringing ethical and servant leadership, not people who want to come in for themselves, but people who are about the community. So it is about the kind of leadership that we are bringing and the expertise that we are bringing into municipality. Okay, I'll treat each of those as separate. Let's start with accountability. You know, as an independent, people don't vote for you by default. There are parties that get votes by default. You know, you've known the party for a long time. You don't know who to vote for. You look at your options, you're like, okay, I'll just treat one of the parties. You know, I might as well. Some get votes from people they haven't even campaigned to or, or introduced themselves to. But with an independent, it's different. No one votes for an independent by default. No one walks into the bad an election day and says, hmm, let me just try this person out. So you actually are forced to talk to people, you're, talk, you're forced to serve their interests, you're forced to actually provide services. And if you don't, you simply won't win the election. There's no way to win by default as an independent. It's also easier to hold an independent accountable in terms of divesting. So it's very difficult for people to divest from a political party. It's got really strong brand recognition, they've attached their ideas to the party. You might not like that one candidate in the party, but you'll think, okay, you know, Maybe they'll put a better person in next time. Or, you know, I might not like this one person, but I still support the party as a whole. But with an independent, you know, if you don't support the independent, you just won't vote for them anymore. It's not that there isn't that uh, inability to just invest. There's no loyalty that you sort of give to them that you would give to a political party. So accountability is much easier. If an independent doesn't serve their community, they won't get reelected. That's just factual. Secondly, in terms of uh, governance, so uh, governance is actually supposed to be about people. Uh, most of the time, government serves its own interests or the interests of its friends. And with an independent candidate, it's very different because to stand up against political parties, to try and depoliticize councils, to just to be independent in the first place means that you as an independent candidate, you come from your community, you come from people. So you can run the election in the first place, you need to get the support of people in your community. Unlike 
candidates from political parties. We just need the party to nominate them. So uh, an independent comes from the community, cares about the issues in that community, and is more likely to solve it. I think the third thing you spoke about uh, is just generally about the way in which the council will be incorporated. So like I said earlier, with political parties, their major objective is to try to get as much power as possible to push their own agenda. The second thing political parties do is they rule from the top down. In other words, they'll create their own manifestos and their own plans of the party, sometimes even at national level, and then we'll just implement that at a different level, provincial or local. But with independent candidates, there's none of that thought. They don't think from the top. They don't think, okay, how do I get more power? Or, okay, this is what someone far away has told me to implement in my local community. They only implement what's happening in the area, which means they're going to be more transparent. It means they're going to be more bottom up. It means they're going to include people. They're not going to shut people out. People are going to be involved exactly in the decision making. So it's even more than transparency. It goes further as what role you have in decision making. It's more direct. And I think uh, overall, that's how independents are stronger than parties. Following the Constitutional Court ruling that independent candidates essentially can now participate in all spheres of government in terms of elections, do you think South Africans' experience of democracy is going to change now? People are really tired of politics. Politics has, has betrayed people and have betrayed their trust. And I think people are looking for something fresh, something new. And, and through the, the coming in of independent candidates, even nationally, would ensure that there is more accountability. And I hope that with that, we would also change our electoral system probably into constituency-based, where there is more accountability. Because I believe that with the introduction of independent candidates nationally, it would also necessitate the change of an electoral system probably into a constituency-based system where people are able to elect directly not only the president, but also their own MPs. And in that way, there is an accountability. Unlike now, where your MP, you don't know who he is, he is appointed by a political party, you have no access into that MP. So that direct election of both the president and the MP will increase uh, accountability. I mean, it's obviously good to have more independence, but I think it's different on a provincial and national level than a local level. So on a local level, you're only contesting a ward. Maybe you have 20, 50,000 people at most in your ward if the demarcation was done well. It's possible to campaign even without having to throw a lot of money. But on a national level, if you're going to try to get a lot of votes as one person, I can imagine it's going to take a lot of money, um, a, a lot of popularity as well. Maybe the really well-known independent might stand a good chance. But for the really regular person in the community, I still don't think they have a chance to become a member of parliament. I think it's only going to help really well-known independents. I definitely support independents at a local level. At a provincial and national level, we still have to do a lot more to make the playing ground more fair. I don't think it's enough yet. Do you believe that the involvement of independent candidates will bring South Africa a step closer to being corrupt-free? I think so. I, I, I think so. I, I take Fiamo's point 
that it's going to be a new system and probably would still need to start working on it immediately after these local government elections. But I still feel that it's going to be very, very helpful in making our democracy to uh, mature and like I have said, to increase accountability, I think it's going to be helpful. But I do agree that we would need at least three years to prepare for that. But you, you ultimately believe that the involvement of independent candidates will lead to South Africa being corrupt-free? Absolutely. I, I, I seriously do. And, and I think once we have done that, involving independent candidates, I would still want to see at least three uh, candidate posts being independent, being non-political, especially the law enforcement ones. For an example, police, intelligence, and justice. I think the introduction of independent candidates would help so that we don't politicize these three cabinet positions, they are very, very crucial. And I believe that we need to start preparing ourselves in making sure that those three are independent. Definitely, because I think corruption comes at a level of power. People constantly think, how can I get as much power as I can for me and my group? But an independent only thinks about their community. How can I give them resources and services? And if you're giving your people resources and services, that's the solution to corruption. How do people get in touch with you? They can go to our website which is NHM21, and they can also get go to our Facebook page, which is the same address, and they can also call us on 073-2211-577. We also have a website, Siamo for Willows, F-O-R, not the number. Willows is one of the areas we're contesting, Siamo for Willows, and then we're on all social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Siamo Four Willows, but that time with a four. Siamo Four Willows. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Corruption Watch podcast, in which we got some insights from independent candidates. There is a lot of work to be done and hopefully those who will be representing South Africans following the elections will take their duty to heart. For more on our work, research reports, community engagements, legal interventions and to report corruption, please visit our website. It's www.corruptionwatch.org.za Hashtag my hands are clean.